Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today, we are going to talk about the 1955 Disney animated film, Lady and the Tramp. My name is Sarah. I am the mom of a seven-year-old boy. And I am Briar Harvey. I am the mom of an adult and an 11-year-old and a 5-year-old by the time all of this comes out. They're getting so old. So old. So old. All right. So when I was looking into this movie, I um, I really, I'm going to do this more often. I always want to know, like, where in the Disney timeline these movies I really exist. like having the chronology right yeah. here on the page. It's lovely. It's very exciting to me. So We're this was 1955, geeks. and it looks like at this point in time, Disney was not cranking them out as fast as they do, like, now or did right. at points in time. Um, so immediately before this was Peter Pan in 1953, and immediately after this was Sleeping Beauty in 1959, followed by 101 Dalmatians in 1961, and The Sword in the Stone in 1963. After which they maintained a pretty reliable every other year kind of clip. Um... What is noteworthy? Anything noteworthy that you want to talk about with this one? I mean, this movie so, is such a shit show. So, should we show. start with what it starts with? Did you watch it on Disney Plus? I did, and okay. I saw the same disclaimer you did, which I actually copied down directly. This so, pro- when Disney added a bunch of these movies, like when Disney Plus mm-hmm. existed, Disney said specifically that they would be doing this with a lot of their older films. And I think the only movie that just doesn't exist in Disney anymore is Song of the South, whereas, like, everything else is still cupped around, but with these disclaimers on it. I feel like there's one other besides Song of the South, and that people were predictably outraged because, of course, that's what, you know, we're good at mm-hmm. these days, is just being outraged. Not yeah. for any reason, just outrage. Outrage! Oh, I wonder what else things. it was. Okay. Well, I can't we can remember. look into that sometime. But so what was the disclaimer? The disclaimer reads... This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. I mean, I think that's kind of like the stance we've had on things recently, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, you don't give yourself, you don't benefit yourself by erasing that this stuff existed. You have to learn from it and why it's bad, right? Like, my kid doesn't actually want to watch this movie anyway, so I don't know. It wasn't really something I, like, thought about in that context. Um, The now, I guess, five-year-old was watching this movie with me and was enthralled, which is deeply ironic because Mm -hmm. he loathes and despises dogs. (laughs) He's not a huge fan of cats. Like, he is not, as an autistic child, the unpredictable nature of animals scares the hell out of him. I can understand that. And yet, he was pretty enthralled by the film. Which... I mean, I have to say, like, in an overall sense, I'm actually pretty, like, I kind of like this movie. I think I like it um, better than a lot of the other stuff we've watched from this time period by uh-huh. Disney. Um, 
And so in regards to those depictions, I mean, it's kind of a trope with this kind of movie where you're going to get like all different kinds of dogs that are representing <laughs> the culture they come from. Right. And, and the, you know, it is what it is. But like, I and I remember the Siamese cats. Like, I remember them very specifically. The song lives like uh-huh. rent free in my head. I know the lyrics to it. I did not realize or remember how racist it right. was. Right. It is so like, so yeah, okay, there's a Scotty dog with a Scotty, Scottish accent. There's a bloodhound with a Southern accent. You know, like, okay, there's a, a Borzoi. Borzai is the Russian dog. Okay. I, I specifically <laughs> had asked that question. What breed was this dog yeah. knowing Sarah would come <laughs> through for me in the notes? And she did. The Russian philosopher dog yeah. in the pound is a Borzoi. The the Chihuahua is like touching that borderline. Like eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but the Siamese cat. We loved cats, the Taco Bell Chihuahua for fucking decades. We loved the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. But the Siamese cats. Okay. That was. So <laughs> I asked on Facebook. What are the implications of racializing animals? Because I wanted to actually get some other diverse opinions yeah. on this. Yeah, because we're just talking to each other all the time. Like we've right. we've brought up like our opinions have evolved throughout the course of this, and now we're like talking to an echo chamber when we right. talk to each other. <laughs> so I asked, and the the example that was given to me by a friend of mine who is black was the crows in Dumbo. Yeah. Who apparently, one of them, is literally named Jim Crow. Oh, no. Like. We haven't done Dumbo, right? We haven't, no. we haven't done Dumbo. And the more I watched and read into those fucking crows, the more I was like, yeah. well, this is really disturbing. Yeah. Here with the, and, and. And I want to note, too, for me personally, heritage-wise, the only humans that are racialized with any stereotype are the Italians, mm-hmm. which arguably are just as over-the-top as any of the animal stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're stereotypes. The only line that I find to be truly racist is those cats. It's just so bad. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think the impression that we get out of that and how bad it is is because the dogs are sympathetic characters and the cats are the villains? You know, do you think I that plays really tried to uh, because the cats were always my favorite. I mm-hmm. am, in fact, a crazy cat lady. <laughs> that has never changed. Watching the cats wreak havoc was. <laughs> Then my favorite part of the movie, and not gonna lie, still now my favorite part of the movie. Like, oh, cat, cat, all this total cat behavior. And yet, it really is stupid racist. So no, I don't think it is because they're the villains, because I don't personally (laughs) perceive them as the bad characters or the foil in this movie. I just, they're cats. They're stereotypical cats. They're cats, yeah. And also, (laughs) racist as fuck. Yeah. Like, there's no, those, both things can be true. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
I don't know. It's like, and then there's like the whole like we kind of treat depictions of European cultures differently than we do like cultures that you and mm-hmm. I are not a part of. So like, I don't know. You know, like I'm not. I'm not offended by the Scotty. I'm not particularly offended by the Italians, and it's really key to note at this particular time in history when this movie was made. Italians, Irish, they were still, they were not good whites. Mm-hmm. They they were still deeply discriminated against in mm-hmm. American culture. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, let's not, I am, the, the, uh, the Siamese cats, Chinese is... Siam. Well, right. That's yeah. it, and that's part of the problem there. <laughs> right. It's yeah. this overarching. Get, are they still called Siamese cats? They are still okay. called Siamese cats. <laughs> like, okay. but that's meant. That's like that was China, right? Mm-hmm. That's like one of those like you're not supposed to call it that. It was China. Like Siam, I don't know. I don't. I'm yes. really terrible with world history, so. Forgive me. I only learned European and American history in school. <laughs> And then never delved any deeper. When I was in college, and this was like late 90s, early aughts, I deliberately tried to seek out a Western or an Eastern civilization class, a history of Eastern civilization. At the time that I was looking, there were exactly two American universities that even taught it as course curriculum. Wow. I'm like, yeah. how I think am that's I... probably different now. But... It, it is different yeah. now. But it, th- obviously that was 20 years ago. But I was I like, how am I supposed to be considered an anthropologist of any standing when I don't even have two thirds of the world's right. history? Yeah. Yeah, I... It's nuts. And those stereotypes and standards have improved, but not really. Like, did you know that Asian people do not get uh, affirmative action benefits? Yeah, because isn't that, that's come up, like, pretty recently in the news, Mm -hmm. like, with the way that is the Supreme Court is Mm -hmm. debating on that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I, like, at the moment, I, I just actively try not to know what the Supreme Court's doing, so. I I don't know if we've specifically addressed <laughs> this, but there is some real merit to not knowing the news of the day at yeah. this point in time. I think it's better for all of our systems if we are not actively pursuing, and, and I say that in the middle of war right we're yeah we're recording this this first week of march yeah russia is still in ukraine and yet y'all all that news it's bad for your system right so where are we going with this (laughs) we were talking about the cats all right yeah the cats it's terrible and i think that Part of that is the time the movie was made, but also the time that they were going for. So, you said 1909? Where did you arrive at that? That's what the internet said. 
Okay. Google, the internet says the internet says 1909, which I think it were it works like as a general time, right? Because there um, were some weird cultural. I, there I mean, are anachronisms in it if it is 1909. There were cars and horses and buggies. Yeah, but that happened. That did happen. Haven't you ever seen Meet Me in St. Louis? Right. <laughs> That's what, what I'm picturing when I'm watching this. This is like that. I'm picturing that. Okay. I think that's probably the same time period. What time and, is the St. Louis World's Fair? Oh, god! I'll look it up. Yeah, but I want to say that's exactly the right period of time. 1904, maybe? Yeah, yeah. so it is 1904. So wow! Look at you go! Look at, look at me knowing dates. That'll <laughs> never ended, happen again, y'all. It was never. April to December in 1904. So yeah, around the same time period. That is exactly what I'm picturing. Meet me in St. Louis when I'm watching this movie. And, and there were horses and cars in that right. movie. That Which scene, is also a movie made in probably the 50s or the 60s right. about that time. What did, they loved it. What is Hello, Dolly set? Now I need to... Oh, probably right around the same time. Uh, the Music Man, probably right around the same time. Hello, Dolly is 1890s. Uh-huh. It was, uh, it was a Music Man time. is 1912. So, yeah, they're all around this time. Mm-hmm. All made in, like, the 50s and 60s. What about, what's the movie with Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford, The Sting? Oh, shit, yeah. Right? The Sting? Mm-hmm. When's that made? Or when is that supposed to be? That was made in the 70s. Right, but I still think pre-World War One. No, that's Chicago 1930s. And okay. you want to know... <laughs> Do you want to know exactly what what makes me associate all these movies together? We have this restaurant here, <laughs> and it what it was a chain, but like the one here is no longer a part of the chain. It's called the Spaghetti Warehouse. <laughs> Are okay. you familiar? Mm-hmm. And that's how it's kind of decorated. Like it really reminds me of the, that time period. So like <laughs> that's what I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> it's what but I can tell you, no, no, you've done this. You've done, you've taken us on this tour, and I can tell you exactly what this is, though. Oh, so gather around the campfire, children, <laughs> for a tale of when our vets returned home from World War Two, and they themselves were longing for a better time. The good old days, mm-hmm. which for them would have been before the Great War. Yeah. Early 1900s to about mm-hmm. 1920. 1915, right? We didn't get in until later, but yeah. I mean, World War One started in 1914. So that period of time then would have been seen as... Nostalgic. Yeah, very nostalgic before the wars and everyone went crazy and now we have fucking cars and appliances and there you go that's what it was we told all of these stories to ourselves because that was the time that we wished to return to 
much like many of our boomers wish to return to the 50s and 60s that still only exist in their heads. It's not like that time period actually existed. And this one didn't either. That's that's the point we're making here. Right, right. And I mean, like, when I say that, when I think about this, I think of um, Meet Me in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I think of it because, like, to me, the setting of Meet Me in St. Louis is... uh, it, it's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just fiction. It's fantasy. Like, that it is, is not very what 1904 St. Louis looked mm-hmm. like. Right? <laughs> and it was the fantasy of the good old days from people who had just been through World War II and were now home and animating movies. There you go. All right. All right. So when we were when you brought up the anachronisms, you specifically mentioned the baby bottles in the window, which I will tell you, it, like it also like p- stuck out to me. So your point was that breastfeeding was the norm until after World War One, which I'm sure it was. Um, but I wanted to look into it a little bit longer, <laughs> a little bit more to see if it like even was a thing. Uh-huh. And apparently, soy formula was first available in 1909. So my reading of the situation is, you know how people of this time were very eager to, like, accept new technology if you were of, like, a specific socioeconomic Certainly level. of wealth would Which have probably... Jim Darling or oh, Jim Deere graduated absolutely. from Yale. Like, it's 100% in that. So I, I, my impression of how Jim Deere and Darling got to potentially formula feeding was it's new it's innovative it's science like Mm -hmm. oh it must be the best thing but additionally um the breast pump was patented in 1834 so she could potentially also have been been expressing and then because she goes on she goes on a trip right Right, so which is pretty cosmopolitan mm-hmm. for nineteen oh nine. It's so actually again, even. It's actually even pretty like. I don't know, progressive for nineteen fifty three. Uh huh. Right, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think so. What makes me think of it is Mad Men, when um, uh, oh god. I mean, when Betty goes to Las Vegas to get divorced, she brings the baby with her. Right. She doesn't leave it with Don. She brings the baby with her, right? Like so there you go. That's that's what I that's my see everything I have a reference point for is popular culture. I mean, I wasn't alive then. What else could I have a, a reference point for? Well, and Mad Men we've used before as a <laughs> reference point and will likely again yeah. because it's such an interesting and and they really nail the the idealism of the mm-hmm. time and the idealism people had of previous times. It's why it's probably one of my top five all-time favorite TV shows. Me too. It's, like, the thing that I can rewatch the most. I There are very few TV shows I can rewatch, but then there are also even fewer TV shows that I would rewatch multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, I, like, I'm yeah. due for another rewatch of Mad Men. Yeah, I can hear got the that theme feeling. song in my head now, and I'm like, I need to hear. It's one of the few that I don't skip through either, yeah. right? It just that's it's it's such a good show, and for 
the nostalgia, which is why we're allowing this conversation to get so off the beaten path. Oh, it's going to get even further off in a little while. I'm going to the, I, I, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to say, no, my kids can't watch this, but after a certain age, it certainly becomes instructive. No, like, mm-hmm. you have to have real conversations with, I'd say, eight and older about mm-hmm. what these stereotypes are, how mm-hmm. they're wrong. How just because they're animals doesn't mean we stereotype animals or people Mm -hmm. in this way. And in that way, I actually find it to be relatively instructive. Mm -hmm. Because it's easier for kids to understand anthropomorph... Anthropomorph... I I can't... It's it's gone, y'all. When things that aren't humans are humanized. That's correct. Thank you. I'm glad we both can't pronounce it today. It makes me feel so much. I don't know that I can ever actually pronounce it. I think I always anthropomorphize. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, you know what I mean. But they recognize that real animals don't have those traits much as they would like for them to Mm -hmm. so it's easier for them to make the leap then that oh not all people are like that Mm -hmm. too so i had another thought that i was thinking about Mm -hmm. this when it comes to the animals representing the cultures they're from Mm -hmm. um none of these animals were born where they are from so wouldn't they all just have american american accents listen it's not like they immigrated it's not fievel right it's not an american tale nobody's immigrating to the united states as an animal in this and the russian mice never maintained russian accents either like i feel like we could have gotten away with that the moscovitzes could have maintained russian accents i think dad moscovitz does doesn't he but uh, the rest (laughs) we're gonna uh, have to we'll have to address that at another time when we do that movie Um, I think part of the reason why I actually like this movie a lot is because I read a lot of romance novels, which I think we have talked about here before. Mm-hmm. And um, the trope of like the the um, the charming ne'er do well and the um, like cla- like uh, cosseted uh, naive princess uh-huh. is probably one of my favorite tropes. So there's something about tramp, isn't there? <laughs> Like, as a character, name aside, because that the name now carries especially racist connotations, mm-hmm. I think, because of the origin of that word. Mm-hmm. We'll set that aside. The name in general has also, like, right, man. There's and many things that you could. Call many many things we could talk about tramp the word for the next yeah. 20 minutes <laughs> and i don't think that's necessary yeah. yeah the character though really is intriguing he's mm-hmm. portrayed as a ladies man although we never see him with any of the other ladies we only ever see him with the one lady we but, only hear about it but we hear about all of his other girls his reputation precedes him indeed <laughs> But he does seem to be pretty sweet. Like, 
if if we're talking about I mean, if you examine his behavior as a series of events, then mostly there's green flags is mm-hmm. what I would say, right? Yeah. He's yeah. actually not a He's bad a dude. Right. He loves kids. Right. <laughs> All the restaurant owners love him. So he can't so be a bad dog, right? He's good to service people. <laughs> right. He tips well. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a good guy to me. He <laughs> did lose Lady when they were running, and she obviously got taken. But he went back and looked for her. Mm-hmm. Like, he did not realize that she was not with him. Mm-hmm. He was not so easy to be made to go away like Mm -hmm. she she spurned him and he left and then came back that night when she was in the rain and in the doghouse and tried to save the baby and tried to save the baby from the rats probably could have run away at that point Mm -hmm. in time and stayed because he wanted to make sure the baby was okay yeah got taken to the pound because he cared about the human skin puppy like (laughs) that sounds disgusting (laughs) it's one of my favorite (laughs) phrases from like facebook pet groups and shit skin puppy (laughs) If we look at the villains in this movie, the rat probably comes out number one. Shouldn't the cats have been going after the rat? No. Where were those fucking cats? <laughs> yeah. what, were they were they eating the fish and singing another racist <laughs> song? I mean, really, what were the cats doing? But I'd argue the cats are villain number two. When the actual villain in this whole fucking movie is, is Aunt, Aunt Sarah. Sarah. I know. She makes a bad name for all of us. <laughs> she does. I'm sorry. Aunt Sarah is a terrible person. Now, and clearly... all she does and all she does in like sorry is she sends some dog biscuits for Christmas. Right. Now clearly <laughs> she does feel bad and sends some I mean, there it's it's Aunt Sarah who has Siamese cats in 1909. So the old broad probably has some money. I think so they they're all do. probably they all do clearly. <laughs> I, I mean, that scene where Lady and the tramp are looking down in the hill, and she says, "I see nice homes," and I'm like, "No, I see fucking five million dollar estates, <laughs> nice homes." Yeah. You and I clearly don't have the same definition of nice. Yeah. Yes. Aunt Sarah is the villain. Aunt Sarah is absolutely yeah. the villain. Sorry, guys. I don't have Siamese cats, though. No. And in general, I am, cats in particular, not a huge fan of breeding, not with the overpopulation rates of felines. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a bit of a insane kind of, I, I was looking at Bengals because I think they're pretty. I love Bengal cats. I yeah. love that pattern. But a kitten is four, five mm-hmm. thousand dollars per yeah. 
there this is a whole cottage industry when we are killing cats in the shelters every mm-hmm. day like and and perhaps this movie should just be you know a better Used as an advertisement for spay and neuter your pets, y'all. Where's Bob Barker when we need him? Right. So can we talk about the puppies? We gotta talk about the puppies. Ladies and Tramp Lady and Tramps puppies? Yes. They're adorable. They are, but I love they them. also they, they rem- <laughs> It's like that boy girl thing. <laughs> It's exactly boys like are the, dogs and girls are cats from Treasure <laughs> yeah. Planet. It's the yeah. exact same thing yeah. because the girls all look like Lady yeah. and the one boy looks like Tramp. That's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. <laughs> it's okay. They're still stinking adorable, and I was convinced, and I'm still not sure it doesn't. It didn't happen. But do you remember Puppy Surprise? Mm-hmm. I I swore that there was. A Lady and the Tramp version of it, but I can't find it. Oh. I have a very clear memory of, if it wasn't, like, a puppy surprise, then it was a stuffed animal, like, packaged of Lady and puppies. This feels deeply familiar to me as well. That maybe that they did it for a re-release or something? That's what I was thinking. Was there a re-release of the movie? Let's see. You'll have to look. But I certainly, I mean, I collected a lot of the fucking Disney dogs of yeah, the 80s. me too. I had a bunch of the Dalmatians. Yeah, so did I. I made my parents take me to every fucking McDonald's to get all of the Dalmatians when they were Happy Meal toys. Uh-huh. And I remember that distinctly because that was right around when they were fighting and or getting a divorce. And so it was one of the few times that I managed to guilt trip people into, you know, running hither and yon to all of the McDonald's for a happy meal. In the U.S., it was re-released in 1976. So, yeah. That would have been perfect timing. Mm -hmm. There was something. Something existed. There had to have been. I'm not crazy. It was a thing. (laughs) No, it was a thing. Because those collars, right? I remember them being ribbons. And with some of the higher-end dogs, they were Velcro. And you could take them off. Mm -hmm. But the collar and the license tag, oh, yeah, definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it existed. I'm pretty Uh sure it did. Now I have fallen into the also known as section of IMDb. Oh, God. In Germany, it's Susi und Strolk. Strolk? Strolk? I don't know. I'm not saying that right. In Japan, this is the Japan English title. You ready? Bow Wow Story. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that um that missed something in translation, didn't it? <laughs> um in Argentina it's La Dama y el Vagabundo. Vagabond. Yeah. Right. Tramp. Which again is 
That is one meaning of it. One meaning. But the loosest meaning of it and the rest of it is wrapped up in deeply racist origins, at least here in the States. Mm -hmm. It's important to know where cakewalk was one that Mm -hmm. I learned recently. Oh, you didn't know that about cakewalk? I didn't know that about cakewalks, and I'm like, oh... Well, that certainly colors all of those church cakewalks I've been on Mm -hmm. in a whole different light. Awareness. That's all we're asking for. Watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. We don't fucking care. Like, just use it as a springboard for conversations. Because there's a lot to be had here in this movie. Especially as they get older. Mm -hmm. All right. But were there enough songs for Sarah? No, no. Of course not. But let's take an analysis of the songs that we did get. Um, When Lady sings her song, it's like that weird echoey sounding, like the way they recorded it, because it's her singing in her head. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of the audio sounds like in the Haunted Mansion. So I can't like hear that and not assume they want me to think it's creepy. It was, I mean, obviously, the Siamese song, which... Well, yeah. And, and still, God bless it. It's so catchy. It's so fucking yeah. catchy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Peg's song. Yeah, so Peg, what kind of dog is she? I feel like she's some kind of terrier, maybe. She, oh. Bichon, maybe? The internet says she may be a Tibetan Spaniel. But she looks just like the similar character from Oliver and Company. We talked about her. Did we? Yeah, I feel like when we did that movie. If if it's not Oliver and Company, it's All Dogs Go to Heaven. It's one of them. We've reviewed both of those movies at this point in time, though. And I feel like we've had this conversation... This one from Oliver and Company? Yes. With, uh, what's her name? Rita. Rita. And then, it's like, it's just like how, um, we were talking about how a lot of the time, if they want, like, a lady dog. Right. Um, a a Saluki, because they've got, like, long Because they've got the long bangs. They have bangs, and so that's how you feminize a dog. But why... (laughs) Why this particular dog is always the singing dog in the um, the pound? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not in All Dogs Go to Heaven. But so, what else do we watch? Lady in the Trip. So we've watched Oliver and Company. Oh, maybe it was All Dogs Go to Heaven. Anyways, it's definitely like a thing that happens. I feel like we had this conversation fairly recently, so it must have been associated <laughs> with Oliver and company. Yeah, probably. Because we did that one not that long ago. Right. It's just like animators only have <laughs> so many. Well, and a bloodhound s- is always in there. And certainly with Chihuahua. Disney, there were reasons for that because they literally were reusing right. stills. Mm hmm. 
We've already drawn this. Head to the archive. Get all of these old stills yeah. and we'll see what we can cut out and reuse. Which, when you are animating hundreds of frames by hand, that makes perfect sense to me. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's just a little looser, I think, when we're talking about computer animation now or... Mm -hmm. And we're still reusing the same dogs. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, you made a note that you love the dinner scene with them eating the spaghetti together at Tony's. Yes. You can eat at Tony's and Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom. It's an Italian restaurant. <laughs> There's a statue slash like fountain in the middle of Lady and Tramp. Does 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 Tony come around with his there accordion? There are no there are no characters. There is no big fat Tony, no Tony with no. his accordion, man. No. Let me tell you, of all the Italian stereotypes, are accordions Italian? I, I don't know specifically that they are, but they are certainly a part of my childhood <laughs> lexicon. Big fat Tony in the Italian restaurant. I, I mean, my family line is mafia adjacent, like okay. cousins of cousins, right? So okay. there's certain stereotypes for me growing up that were absolutely present. And when people make fun of Italian mob stereotypes, I'm like, yeah, but that's actually what I remember my childhood being like. So. Yeah. And again, I think that comes into play when we talk about racializing the animals. Mm -hmm. Was it intended, in some cases, Jock is, Jock is a good Scotsman, mm -hmm. right? Like, he's a good Scotty dog. He does, he, he wears his kilt appropriately in that tartan sweater at the end for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the bloodhound is a true good southern hunting dog. I don't know. Some of them were fine. Have you seen the, the live action version of it? So I was just about to ask that. I saw that I was supposed to be watching it. And you say live action, and that calls me back to when I kept calling the new Lion King. No, live this one. I think this one had more a practical. Was this yeah. actually live action, or was it just? Live I think there was animated? more. I think there was more practical, like okay. in line with like a more mo like what they would have done if they did Homeward Bound now. <laughs> so so it's let's like, take a look. Practical I did watch it. Animation. And I am aware that the cat's song was not in the new one. It's a pretty diverse cast. Um, Yvette Nicole Brown plays Aunt Sarah. Tessa Thompson plays Lady. Justin Theroux, the Tramp. Sam Elliott as Trusty. 
Ashley Jensen as Jock. Do you know who she is? I do not. Um, let me just double check on this. She is yeah, she's, Scottish. She's in a lot of the stuff that um, Ricky Gervais does. Oh, okay. So she's in extras. Have you ever seen that? Yes. She's his friend, the one okay. that like is also an extra with him. Also uh, was on Ugly Betty, apparently. If you saw her, you would know. Yes, I'm looking at her. I kind of feel like I do. So she's Scottish. Mm-hmm. Janelle Monet is Peg. Mm-hmm. Did you say that already? Yeah. Clancy Brown is Isaac, and Clancy Brown scares me every time I think of him. <laughs> do you want to know why? Why? Because he is the bad guy in Highlander. Oh, uh, okay. You know which one I'm talking about? Yes, The one I that do. had his head chopped off, but it's back. Like, Yeah, <laughs> no, wow. You know. You know what I'm talking about in Highlander. <laughs> he often plays so many bad creepy. guys, yeah. I feel like. Gosh, he has a huge filmography. I, I, he, I'm looking at it going, damn. He works hard. He does a lot of voice work. Uh-huh. But real role, like Highlander, The Shawshank Redemption... Thor, Pet Cemetery, Starship Troopers. Oh, he's creepy in oh. Pet Cemetery too. He 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 is definitely creepy in Pet Cemetery. He's aged well though, I must say. Kurgan, that's his name in Highlander. I think they call him like the Kurgan. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the Highland of that series. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> you don't like an all-queen soundtrack? Yes. You and my husband can watch Highlander together forever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Did we have anything else we want to talk about? Uh, let me get back to my notes for this <laughs> actual movie instead of the 12 other movies we have talked about in the last 10 minutes. We're just keeping on brand for us. It is totally on brand for us. <laughs> so we did. Let's talk about what age. Again, I feel like eight and up is probably a good place to start having some conversations about the stereotyping of yeah. characters. But in general, I don't even. The rat scene might be scary for, like, four and under. Yeah. It wasn't for mine. Yeah. It's a pretty... It's it's tame, this yeah. movie. It's an use-your-own-best-discretion. If, mm -hmm. you, if, if you are bothered by it, then don't show your kids. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. With this one, otherwise, have conversations. Yep. Okay. Final verdict out of five. Again, scoring here happens on the can we watch this movie multiple times if our children love it? Can we deal with this movie over and over and over again? I just want to know what I gave 101 Dalmatians. I think we gave 101 Dalmatians like a five. We loved 101 Dalmatians. If... 101 Dalmatians is a 5. 
then I would give this movie a four. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just... All right, let's see. What did we give 101 Dalmatians? Yes, we gave it a five. So I'm going to uh-huh. give this movie a four. Yeah, this is a solid four, four and a half for me. And despite all of the things that we... I, I just... The cats, man. <laughs> I will never not be a fan of these fucking cats. Not because they're racist, stereotypical assholes, but because they are assholes as cats. Like, all cats are... I don't know. I, I, I just... As a crazy cat lady, the the climbing of the blinds and the attempts to eat the fish and the blaming all of that shit on the dog while they go off to, you know, steal the milk is so on brand mm-hmm. for cat, not, you know, stereotype of racist cat, just, just for cat. Mm-hmm. I, I can't not appreciate it. Okay. Well, that's all I got. Me too. (laughs) So, next time, we are going to be talking about Milo and Otis. More animal movies. I think this is the last of our dog-specific series. Okay. And... Milo and Otis, while live action, did feel like a necessary component to this particular set of reviews. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. I agree. What's after that? We haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Don't... We'll get, we'll get back to you on that one. We'll have to get back to you. By the time we record Milo and Otis, and let me tell y'all, it's been... There's been some struggles around here. In 2022 cons- has been... Whew. It's been a year. It's so far... It's March, and it's, it's March, been a year. and it's been a year. So we're working on consistency of recording, but clearly we can't tell you what's coming after the next one. So we're 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 working on it. We're working on it. We'll get there. We'll get there. In the meantime, feel free to find us at Latchkey Movies on Facebook or Instagram. You can email us latchkeymovies at gmail dot com. You can give us a call at 402-885-4875. And that's all we have for now. Bye. Bye.